What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. Thank you very much for tuning in. It is Tuesday, September 22nd, year of our Lord, 2020. No Tigers game last night, so I'm going to spend a majority of this first segment uh, just kind of doing an op-ed piece, uh, talking about this baseball season, only a week left in the regular season right now. The regular season, I think, will officially come to an end on Sunday. They may be a few scores stragglers, maybe a few uh, doubleheaders on Monday to do some makeup games. But for the most part, this is the final week of the regular season. I wanted to talk about this season. I wanted to talk about my content. And I guess we'll start there. I'm I'm always honest here. Uh, I'm always very forthcoming with, with everything I, I present of myself on here. And this this has been a difficult year. And I've been going back and I've been watching my, my post-game videos on Twitter both of this year and from last year as well. And I've, I, I myself, maybe other people haven't, I've noticed a dip in quality. I've noticed a, a less energy. I've noticed seemingly less passion. I, I've noticed less wit. I've seen a dip in quality, personally. And I, I will be the first to admit that. And I'm trying so hard to fix that. I want to be back on top again. I want to be back to the kind of videos that I was doing last year where I thought they really hit. I really thought everything I did from pre-pandemic 2019 to uh, you know March of 2020 was really good. I thought for like a calendar year there, everything I was putting out was connecting with people. It was funny. It was sharp. It was intelligent. I've fallen off. And it's a combination of things. It's a combination of COVID just ruining everything. It's just been a complete disaster. Maybe I've missed a step with that. And I do got to say, I think my podcasts, I'm actually incredibly proud of. I like the products I've put out here on Locked On. I really have. I like making these. I think that I do a good job of, of you know doing the quick hits on Twitter. And then I come on here. I go a bit more in-depth. It gives me the opportunity to open up a little bit more. I, I like these. I think they're good. Now, even my most popular podcast that I've put on here doesn't even touch the type of numbers that I'll get in a two-minute and 20-second postgame on my personal Twitter. But I've, I've tried to figure out why it is that I've seen a dip in quality. You know, Like I said, COVID is part of the issue, but that's not a majority of the issue. A majority of the issue, a majority of the issue is me. It falls on me. I got to be better. I got to be smarter. I got to stop caring about what other people think of me. So it's that, but a whole lot of of it falls on my shoulders, and I, you know, I, I feel I, it, that upsets me. I, I take this is a hobby, but I I attack it like it's an everyday job. I take pride in it like it's an everyday job. I want to be the best at what I do, and I I feel like I haven't been, but I do feel like a a part of the reason why my content is taking a hit, and part of the reason why I just I don't see the passion coming off of me that I saw over the last couple of years is that I think this baseball season has become a true farce. For months, for months, I came on here and ripped Major League Baseball for these completely ludicrous labor negotiations that cost them a whole lot of time. They had the opportunity. Don't let anything that Manfred says or anything any of the players or head of the Players Association will tell you, they had the opportunity to play probably as many as 120 games this season. Like, I, I understand COVID was going to be an issue. It was going to be an issue from the beginning. A majority of the reason why we got a 60-game season this year was not because of COVID. It was because guys got greedy, owners got greedy, players got greedy, and, and these negotiations took forever, and they wasted a whole lot of time. An impossible, 
impossible amount of time with these negotiations, and it led to this ridiculous 60-game season. I've watched other sports over the last couple weeks. I've watched uh, the NFL. Man, some great NFL games over the last weekend. The the Chiefs-Chargers game, and I, I keep, keep in mind here, I'm not a huge NFL guy. Like, I'm much more of a college football guy than I am an NFL guy. I like the NFL. I watch it. And outside of the, the god-awful, terrible Lions, I've watched other games. The Chiefs-Chargers game was was really entertaining. How great was the, the Patriots-Seahawks game on Sunday night? Was that not riveting? I mean, Russell Wilson, that dude's just been a baller since day one. Cam Newton, of course, looking great with the Patriots. No surprise. You know, him and Belichick teaming up. That's a match made in heaven. Great, great games across the board. Entertaining games. No fans in the seats. They haven't missed a, a beat. Really a good product being put on NFL fields. I hadn't watched an NBA game start to finish in probably about three or four years. I've watched several over the last couple weeks. Riveting. The 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 NBA in the bubble, I personally, I find it more interesting than the, the regular postseason when you have a home court advantage. It's been really entertaining. I jumped out of my seat when Anthony Davis hit that walk-off three-pointer against the Nuggets the other night. A remarkable game. You get to see some of the best in the world go at it. You know, there's some guys I have a rooting interest for. You know, Duncan Robinson, a Michigan man, always been a, a big fan of his. You know, he did some great things at Michigan. Happy to see him succeeding. The point I'm trying to make, and I'm not a hockey guy, but I know a lot of people who said hockey's gone off without a hitch as well. The point I'm trying to make is that the sport that should have been impacted the least by the pandemic has somehow found a way to be impacted the most. There's four major sports in America. Baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. Three of them got cut short in the middle of their seasons because of the pandemic. The only one that didn't, it got delayed, spring training got delayed, but the only one that didn't have their regular season cut off in the middle of it was baseball. Baseball was the one that should have came out of this looking the best, and they have. They, it's been a. It's been a rough season, honestly. I think the product that has been put on major league fields, while not, it's not awful. There's been some entertaining things. It's been a fun season at points, but I think we will look back on these this season, this 60 game season, and especially the months preceding it, as one of the the great failures in the history of this sport. I said it a million times. I'll say it again. They had the opportunity to really do something unique and special here. Baseball had the opportunity for up to a couple months be the only game in town while basketball tried to figure it out, while the NFL was waiting to come back, while hockey was trying to figure things out. They could have started a, a, a baseball season as early as June. Early June, even. My, my birthday is June 9th. They could have started a season by then, but they didn't. They futzed around and they screwed around and these negotiations led to this season getting watered down and diluted. Uh, and I tried. I tried. I tried so hard because I was angry. I was seething. I, I'm, I, I haven't said this. I almost considered quitting my job here because I was so frustrated. Now, I, I, I never would, but it, the, for a moment, it came to my head where I said to myself, I am not going to promote or talk about a sport that isn't even willing to play a season. It, for a minute there, it crossed my mind. It really did. Now, I'm glad I didn't. I love being on the Lockdown Network. It was That was a, a you know, an in-the-moment frustration that I was feeling. But despite all of that, they announced the 60-game season, and I went, all right, let's go forward with this. It's going to be weird. It's going to be different. Everybody knows this. But hey, if the product on the field is good, 
If the games feel legitimate by the time we get to September, October, we're going to forget all about the labor negotiations. We're going to forget all about the 60-game season, and it's going to be a really fun run into the postseason. And what this has turned into is what I was terrified it would turn into, and that is a whole bunch of glorified scrimmages. This season has been 60 scrimmages. Now, 60 scrimmages is a whole lot better than no games, and i got to make that clear. I'm still happy they played this season. It, uh, watching 60 games a million times better than watching zero. But I think in comparison to the other major sports in this country, baseball has suffered the most from the pandemic when they shouldn't have. With only a week, you know, I tried with the rule changes and everything. I really did. It, it's it's made it a farce. The seven-inning doubleheaders are a joke. The extra inning rule is a joke. This was pre-COVID, but the three-batter minimum, which I wasn't even that against, is a joke. It has it, it doesn't even feel at points like you're watching Major League Baseball anymore. And all of this, it, what's amazing is that the the smallest problem here is that there's no fans in the stands. That's correctable. I haven't really cared in the NFL. I'm watching NFL games. Home field advantage means a lot more in football than it does in baseball. I haven't noticed it. I've noticed it in baseball for some reason. Well, other sports in this country have pushed through the pandemic with relative ease. Baseball has limped to the finish line with an embarrassingly low number of games and a plethora of rule changes and gimmicks. It's the result of a summer in which stubborn players butted heads with even more stubborn owners, and in the middle, you have a commissioner in Rob Manfred who redefines incompetence. I think it's really sad, and it's taken away some of my passion for the game. Whoever wins the World Series this year, and I, guys, what's amazing... I fought against this when people were saying, oh, it's not going to be an official season. I said, I don't care. Once we get to October, it won't matter. World Series is a World Series. That's another thing I forgot to bring up. The, the, the postseason expansion is a joke, and there was no reason for them to expand the postseason. And the only reason they did is because it's going to lead to them keeping this stupid formula. It's going to lead to them doing this for the near future. Baseball is officially becoming just a, a, a joke. It's becoming a 16-team postseason is a joke. A three-game series between the eighth seed in a conference and a one or in a league, whatever you know, whatever it is in baseball, and, and the one seed that could result in a 79-win team beating a 105-win team because they won two out of three games. That's a joke. Shockingly, this pandemic will have worse long-term effects on the game of baseball. Than I expected. I thought in the long run it could actually be something that could help the sport. You make a few changes. Maybe this could be an opportunity for baseball to reset and move forward. It hasn't been. It hasn't been at all. It doesn't mean I don't love the sport. It doesn't mean I'm not going to watch. I'm excited for the postseason. But I think we will look back on this season as just a huge missed opportunity. And it's it's really, really sad because I felt like they had something here. All right, so when I get back, I'm going to preview tonight's pitching matchup. Tigers going up against the Twinkies. Tarek Skubal on the mound for the Tigers. We'll be right back. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gives you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. 
Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash MLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash MLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we're back. Thank you very much for listening. This is one of those rare times I went back and listened to segment number one before I recorded segment number two because it kind of went off there in the first segment. And I just I, I wanted to see if I said anything that maybe I'd regret or maybe I should take out or maybe I feel like I should correct. Not really. No, I stand by pretty much everything I said in segment number one. I, I do need to make it very clear. I still love baseball. I still care about baseball. I'm still going to watch baseball. I am still excited for the postseason. I just I think that they've they've missed their mark with this season. It hasn't felt the same, and I, that was something I fought back against. I think it is really telling when me, the biggest baseball fan in the world, is telling people that this season is a joke. I think that's something that like someone in charge should be listening to and say, okay, well, if we don't got this kid's attention, or if we, his heart's not completely in this season, then maybe we did something wrong, and they did. Don't let anyone try to tell you that, oh, it was destined to be a 60-game season. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. They could have played up to 110, 120 if they would have gotten their heads out of their rear ends and, and figured out these ridiculous labor negotiations. And in hindsight, yes, I think it's a majority of the owner's fault. I, I still think the players deserve some of the blame as well. Both sides were remarkably stubborn. And it, it just it makes me sad more than it makes me angry because I love baseball. I believe that at its best, baseball is still the greatest game God ever created. And I, I, I want other people to see in the game what I see in the game. I don't want baseball to go the way of boxing. Where like, if you ever talk to somebody who loves boxing, they really love boxing. They're so passionate about it. The problem is, how many people you know who love boxing? It's very few. You know, it's a dying, it's a dying sport. It's a dying breed. I don't want baseball to go that route. I love it too much. All right, on to 
tonight's pitching matchup. Well, this makes things difficult because as of the time of this recording, those darn Twinkies still don't have a starting pitcher listed. But I will talk about who the Tigers have on the mound. It's lefty Tarek Skubal. He comes in with a 1-3 record and a 6-1-7 ERA. Skubal will face the Twins for the third time. He tossed five solid innings for his first MLB win August 29th at Comerica Park before taking a hard luck no decision with six frames of one run ball with six strikeouts at target field. Uh, he's had the most success against the Twins of any opponent he's faced uh, so far in 2020. He's looked legit against them. Uh, it's it's very clear uh, right away what uh, Tarek Skubal needs to fix. Fastball command needs to be more consistent. I think I like the development of that changeup. That's really looking like his out pitch uh, when he's trusting it. I mean, the way it fades away from right-handed batters is uh, it, it's a, it's a fun pitch to watch. I think I still think he needs some work on the slider and the curveball. His curveball is not really a plus pitch yet. He doesn't seem to throw that pitch with a lot of conviction. I I, I think he might not necessarily be super confident with it. Like I said, the Twins don't have a starter listed as of now, but this is an opportunity for the Tigers, believe it or not. As much as I fought back against the whole, oh, they got a shot, they can make the playoffs, this is a neat opportunity for them because it's something that I hoped at points during the Garden Hire administration we would get, and that is a team with the opportunity to play spoiler here. The Twins are one and a half games back of the Chicago White Sox as of the time of this recording. It lines up well for the Twins to go up against the Tigers, sweep the Tigers, and move into position to potentially win the AL Central. It would be fun to see this Tigers team have other plans. I think in terms of what the draft is going to look like, I, I think a lot of that stuff is it's already decided to a certain extent. And, and I think they've done enough losing, right? They're 22-30, and 30, 114 losses last year. I would like to see them go out and play some smart fundamental baseball. I would like to see these young pitchers put together some of their better starts to knock off a Twins team that is desperately trying to win the AL Central for the second year in a row. It would be a nice thing for the Tigers to hang their hat on uh, going into the 2021 season. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. There you'll find the link to my YouTube page, please subscribe to that channel. It would be much, much appreciated. You can follow this show on Twitter at Locked On Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you very much for tuning in. I will be right back here tomorrow to recap tonight's game against the Twins. Have a great rest of your day and go Tigers.